0: Time to
1: Hello everybody, welcome back. This is episode 34 of the Nonsense Podcast and this week we have Christian Fisher from Settle Your Scores. For those of you who don't know and have been living under a rock, Christian Fisher is the lead singer of Settle Your Scores and um, they have had an incredible trajectory in their musical career, pretty much launching off uh, their uh, first release of the, uh, the album The Wilderness in 2016. And that was actually, I think, my first, um, you know, introduction to them. I don't live in the Midwest, so I never got to see them play live before that. And, um, you know, it's just been incredible to see what they've been able to do. And Christian really, he, uh, he goes into, you know, how he started up in his musical career and um, how he kind of started as a bassist in, you know, a pretty funny way. And, um, you know, it, you just see the progression of where it's gotten him so far and, you know, where he is today. And uh, Settle Your Scores is at the top of their game. They're, uh, you know, they're doing so well. And I'm I'm very proud to see the growth they've had throughout the years. So congrats on that. And also on another note as well, Christian just got married. So uh, congratulations, Christian, on that. He's a very busy man, as you'll see in this interview. He um, also has a Dungeons and Dragons die company, so he gives a little shout out to that as well. It's uh, Durandal Dice. If I mispronounce that, sorry, Christian. Um, but yeah, great company too. It's so cool what they're able to do on just you know a pretty um, small workforce with them. You know, I, I think from what I understand, it's just a few people. So um, Christian is just <laughs> such a hard worker, such a great guy. And, um, yeah, he really lets his personality show in this interview. So I'm really excited for you guys to get into the episode. But um, first of all, just if you are listening on uh, either Spotify or Apple, feel free to subscribe. We have some cool guests coming up as well. We're going to be doing, you know, uh, shout outs and and releases and announcements, um, you know, coming up for those as well. So keep your eyes peeled for that in the next few weeks. And um, if you are lip- listening on Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave us a rating. Um, either good or bad won't hurt my feelings, man. <laughs> and uh, finally, we have our Instagram at NonsensePod if you want to uh, engage with some more content from these uh, episodes that are coming up. With that being said, enjoy your week, and we will uh, talk to you in a few weeks, actually. So, see you later. Christian, well, thank you so much for joining. Um, I was so pumped when I saw that you were a part of. I think it was either the Pop Punk Networking Group or it was the Pop Punk Kids Group. I th- they're pretty oh, much yeah. the same audience, you know.
2: They really and, are.
1: Um, so when you were like, "Hey, everybody, listen to my band! Like, settle your scores." I was like, "Is this, is this like the settle your scores? Like, can I just like <laughs> are, hit this they guy are up?" The Revive Easycore Group <laughs> Legends
2: revive easy dude 2015 let's go it's like on like 7.0 right now like they always like update the version of revive easy core so they're on 7.0
3: i see at least three to four times a week somebody in there posting about cellular scores like at least three or four times a week
2: i think that's why we have any sort of like clout at all in the scene is straight from that group like everyone is so supportive in there like you can post not easy core like you can just post like anything at all and if it's music related everyone's going to be super supportive so if anyone out there likes promoting their band go to the revive easy core group 7.0 because they will they'll blow you up that's great yeah i i have loved and that's been something new
1: i've been doing this year is um since joining what makes sense in january i'm actually the new guy of the group um i've really loved being able to interact with everybody especially like coming into something that's so niche like you can find those people who are going to pump you up and like listen to your music. And for sure, that, that's really all you need to get started is just like a few people in one area, just listening to your stuff. And you know, they really interact with what you're putting out there and right that's it.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. I think that's kind of like the new wave of like growing your band. It used to be just touring and playing shows where you would just go and play like every single weekend or even like multiple times a week. And then you'd get the local following and they'd spread the word. But now with shows being kind of taboo, I feel like online is where it's completely at, at least for smaller bands. I feel like, I know, like
3: before like this whole like pandemic thing, like it was really kind of shifting that way too. Like this idea of like being right. hometown first has really been kind of disappearing.
2: Absolutely. I mean, for us, I, we definitely had like a pretty solid foothold in our hometown um starting out but kind of as the years have gone on some of our bigger markets aren't our hometown in cincinnati you know what i mean like some of our biggest markets are like around the midwest and even on the west coast
3: right yeah we've we've been seeing that like when we when we we haven't played enough shows in what makes sense but my other band we found like our biggest market for like excuse me uh it's it's we're not that far away like we're in we're in new york but like we do better in connecticut than we were doing in new york okay that's cool
2: it's, it's weird like that. You'll find, like, random towns, too, just for some reason their music scene <laughs> is amazing. Like, for no reason whatsoever. Right. I don't know why, but, it's like, just some towns really kill it when it comes to the fan base.
1: Yeah, like, one of the things that stands out to me is, like, um, what was it? I think the, like, Ohio, um, you know, your uh, emo scene out there, it just, like, flourishes in, like, pockets yeah. out there. And it's like, why? But... It it just happens, you know. Uh... Well,
2: most people say it's because Ohio's depressing, and that <laughs> generates like all the angsty music, like metalcore, emo, pop punk. But it was the lovers, dude. I personally, I love Ohio. I don't know why it gets so much hate. Like, you know, certain areas suck. Like, it is like lots of cornfields and lots of like really shitty, like nothing to do towns. But there's a lot of really cool cities here. Like Cincinnati is one of the coolest cities ever. That's why I moved here. I'm from Columbus originally. That's the capital. It's, like, in the middle of Ohio, but um, I moved south, like, to Cincinnati, and it's around, like, the uh, Ohio River and, like, the boundaries of the state, so Indiana and Kentucky are, like, right next to it, so it's, like, there's a lot happening in certain parts of Ohio. What would you say is, like, I don't know, what's the one thing about Cincinnati that stands
1: out about for you? It could be, like, music-related. It could be just, you know, general kind of quality of living thing that you it's enjoy.
2: For sure. Um, I would say excuse me, um, the food is straight up amazing in Cincinnati, and a lot of people when they hear Cincinnati, they think of Cincinnati chili, like Skyline chili. I don't know Skyline if you guys chili, yeah. <laughs> are familiar, but it's like yeah. the one thing that we're like super proud of besides like the Bengals, like the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, it's just like sauce chili that's not really like chunky, it but like we put can, it on. right. So they sell it over the counter. Well, I guess over the counter. They sell it in stores, but. In the restaurant, obviously they cook it up fresh. It's way better in the restaurant. But yeah, it's just like runny, watery chili that has like chocolate as an ingredient. And we put it on noodles and like dump cheese all over it. It's super good. So it
3: sounds like the uh ooh, that's real loud, man. Yeah. I listened to Aaron now I'm real loud. Oh, but it sounds yeah. like those garbage plates in Rochester.
2: Yeah. So
1: clarify for me, is is Skyline chili, is it like a type of chili or is it actual
2: brand? Skyline is a brand of, like, okay. the overall arching Cincinnati-style chili. So Cincinnati-style chili is, like, it's it comes from Greek. It's a Greek dish where it's, like, a chocolate-based. Like, it doesn't taste like chocolate, but chocolate is an ingredient. And it's, like, a runny, like, it sounds gross. Trust me. I know it sounds <laughs> and looks disgusting when you see pictures. You really so, it. Yeah. Dude, it's so delicious. It's, like, one of the best things ever. Like, if you're ever in Ohio, I think we, there's even, like, Skylines in, like, other states, um, it's so good. Try it. Yeah, I think it's Chicago. I think it's popular there too. I could see that because they've been popping up like in some of the bigger like metropolitan cities. Because it's it's a big chain. They're all over.
1: I'm waiting for them to make their way to like the East Coast. I really want you know like there's That's probably a product I will. I may never see in my life if I live here for the you know extent of my life. So like I want to you know venture out and maybe uh you know live it live in the Midwest for a little bit and able to experience this skyline chili that everybody talks about
2: it's we just, dude we it's fantastic
1: it's what it is if point. you guys
2: go on tour and you stop through cincy which by the way the well before <laughs> before coronavirus the yes. cincinnati music scene was pretty good i mean um but yeah like the pop punk scene the metalcore scene um and the indie scene is like really big here too so yeah, Come we, through, we I'll excited, take you guys man. to Skyline. You get it's called a three-way, which makes it sound even weirder. A <laughs> three-way is good. is the noodles, chili cheese. So there's three parts, but yeah, get a three-way, they're delicious, wow. and also the chili cheese conies, like the hot dogs.
3: yeah, uh, we were we were putting together some ideas, of, like heading out like Midwest way, but then COVID happened and everything. Yeah, went, well the COVID shit.
1: I spent so Dude, much time so much time planning it wasn't like executed yet which i guess is good we didn't have anything necessarily like set in stone but it was a lot of research going on because we're still very much i think in the diy stage we're a pretty young band been around for about a year now um like some of our members like adam and, and avery have been you know together for a while but um as a unit we're new so it was like uh planning and all that and looking at it and then everything just fell right out. The bottom just fell right out. So.
2: <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry to hear that, man. That's the worst.
1: Oh, well, I'm sure for you guys. I mean, how are you guys kind of holding up with that? Uh, did you have
2: any plans? Was there anything really in the works for that? Right. I mean, luckily, uh, this whole coronavirus thing happened kind of as we were planning and executing getting our third album complete because we just got back our what hopefully might be the final masters of the whole album so we've been recording and writing and planning like this whole time so luckily it fell right during that period um after we did some heavy touring so i don't know when coronavirus is gonna you know go away or when it if it's ever gonna go away but in terms of you know timing wise i guess it kind of happened right at a pretty okay spot for our band um because we're dude we're ready to go like um, we do want to release our album, but we kind of want to build like a release tour around it. So hopefully um, sometime next year, there's like a kind of like a, hey, the music industry is back open moment where everyone just kind of like agrees, like, all right, let's play shows. But it's I don't know. I don't know how that's going to pan out, man. You know what I mean? There's just so many uncertainties in the music industry right now. Yeah, it involves a lot of moving parts. You're going yeah, to yeah, dude. a lot of people on board
1: with that idea. I mean, also just with like general knowledge of you know how things are going with COVID it's like not fantastic right now (laughs) um you know yeah there's just so many things that have to fall into place and like I know there are going to be better days like I know it's going to get better for sure I know the concerts are going to resume as they would at some point I just don't know when
2: I know, man. It's just the uncertainty is what kills me. Like, if I knew the date, it would feel way less terrible. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, but yeah, now yeah. we're all just like sitting here, like, all right, let's like live stream for like the fortieth time again. <laughs>
3: well, right, we, we, <laughs> um, we've been we've been trying to figure it out because we uh we're talking about trying to like release a single and like we're trying mm-hmm. to figure out the right way to do it because it's not it's not the same. It's not like we can put it out and then be like, hey guys, get hyped, come come sing along at our next show, come right? Do this. So it's well, like really like planning that release around it and the right way to do it.
2: It's it's hard too because so many bands they're just saying like fuck it let's just drop all our singles, you know what I mean? Because everyone wants to keep pushing content, but when you don't have like tours or like behind the scenes type stuff, it's kind of hard to keep that content rolling out. So we've just kind of been like you almost just nailed
3: my fear on the head.
2: <laughs> what do you mean? Like
3: not having enough content.
2: It's in this dude, I mean in today's scene that's just like I mean, who who am I thinking of? Bring Me the Horizon. That's who I'm thinking of. They just dropped uh, an album announcement today. And I think like half the singles are on the album. But like, I'm still super hype. Like, they just release single after single after single after single. And then they release albums with like the other half of the songs on it. So like, I don't know. I don't know how bands crank out songs that quick. Like, we take forever to write. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, but yeah, it's just content. Like you said, it's... It's kind of hard to keep coming up with it, especially when you would just want to like tour and just get out yeah. there and and promote your stuff. So That's did you... you start a podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: but um, it, it sounds like you've been busy at least just like talking to you before we even recorded this. Uh, what you got married, you uh, yeah dude. a uh, Dungeons and Dragons die company. You, you know, also just have like a full time job as well, along with music too. Like that's crazy, man. I don't know how you balance all that.
2: I'm I'm one of those people where I if I feel like uncomfortable if I don't if I'm not doing something, you know what I mean? Even if I'm like relaxing, I try to have something going on with like promoting the band, promoting the dice brand or like planning we used I used to have well, we're kinda on a hiatus right now. I used to do like kind of a nerd culture like D and D podcast with some of my buddies, but what that's kind called? of, um, it was called the Uninstalled podcast. Um, the episodes are there's I think they're still online, but um, in terms of like what we're going for, I think we're going to kind of rebrand, and then we also have like an actual play campaign, uh, planned where we actually play D and D and like record the sessions. I'm gonna have to um, tell
3: my girlfriend she's a huge she's DM'd her first uh times at night, but she's a huge DND fan, but she listens to a uh, Dark Dice a lot.
2: Is oh hell you? yeah, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. If you guys are interested in D D, like that's that's my shit, man. I'm like obsessed with it. It's kind of pathetic actually. Like I spent so many hours and money and so much stuff on D D. So fun but fun it's fact
3: cool. I used to do work uh on the side for uh Vin Diesel's family and he is what? obsessed with two things, World of Warcraft and Dungeons
2: and Dragons. Dude, yeah, he did you guys know that he released music over quarantine? Really? really? Vin Diesel released a club banger. I'm not even joking. Like, I'm not like a huge like EDM or like club music kind of person, but I was like, Vin Diesel? Like this is not. It's like it's actually not too bad. It's a pretty okay song. I forget what it's called, but I was like, "Wow, Vin Diesel, what do you know?"
3: You're just saying, I am Groot over and over.
2: This is a really weird timeline, dude. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> this year, if they, isn't if they real. sample it, they should. You know what I mean? That's incredible. The weirdest timeline.
1: <laughs> Vin Diesel. I mean, that's the most like 2020 thing. It's just unexpected Dude, I had to. People. I was like
2: fact checking. I was like, "There's no way this is actually yeah. him." And then it was like he performed it on some talk show. Like he was like actually like, "Yeah, like I sing. I have fun." It's like holy shit. Like, cool. Yeah, it's like people he just does everything. I think he does.
1: People are getting you know or they're at least working on either projects or hobbies that they've wanted to work on for a very long time. Exactly. They're picking back up on something that they've done previously. Like I'd like to imagine back in the day, he was probably like, you know, just going around like to random clubs and they're like, holy shit, Vin (laughs) Diesel's here. Like
3: (laughs) That that was like his whole thing. Like his whole stage name of Vin Diesel. Like that was his bouncer name when he worked at clubs. Like he's been around. Oh, I didn't know that. Obviously a long time.
2: That's so cool. Well, awesome. I mean, I wonder if he'll get back into, like, club bouncing because, like, clubs are kind of closed. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm back at it, singer and club bouncer.
1: He's out of work right now, so, uh, you know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real. I feel like everyone's like, oh, no, the celebrities, they don't have work. It's like, well.
1: Yeah, I feel so bad for them. It just, you know, must be so hard.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There was that one meme that was going around on Twitter where it was... I forget how many celebrities were on it but they were singing Imagine by John Lennon. Yep. And it was like a it was like I thought it was a joke at first but it was just like them like singing like clip by clip the lines to Imagine by John Lennon. It was super weird. And it, like they expected to like unite everyone and get everyone positive and everyone was like, "Yo, why the fuck are y'all singing this shit?"
1: It was just like was way funny. too many people too. There were like Yeah. A of ton of people, right? And yeah, it's it was almost like they were trying to do um was that World Aid or whatever that was? Yeah, yeah. yeah the uh oh, We Are well, the World. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh Yeah, it just kind of flopped.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it didn't didn't hit as hard. I felt I felt kind of bad because some of the celebrities in it were people that I thought were cool and then people were just roasting them. You know what was cool was
1: um I think it was what was it? It was like Global Citizens 2020 where they did it all online this year. Or Global Citizen, that that's the festival name, and they did it all online. I'm personally a huge Green Day fan, so it was cool seeing Billy Joe Armstrong just like performing in his home studio. He did like Wake Me Up When September Ends on acoustic. But, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that was going on. It was cool, and it was. I think it was, was free like, too. Was like back
3: in April. It was like really early like during, That was uh, a
1: long quarantine. time ago.
2: Yeah. Dang missed but, um, that one that sucks i would have loved to have seen that
1: <laughs> yeah and it had a bunch of like cool artists too just kind of doing their thing and um i think it was very much for a lot of people there their first opportunity to perform because it wasn't yet like a thing where you would kind of go on you know full live stream mode yet right. because it, like the pandemic had only been really hitting here for about a few months at that point so um yeah it was it was, it was an interesting way to uh get things going on that but Fuck, I really missed some, you know, real concerts. <laughs> I was supposed to Dude, see Green me Day too. too.
2: That would have been yeah. sweet. I know. I've um, never seen them live. I heard like their shows are really
1: amazing. oh it's so worth it.
3: Um the last show I saw was The Wonder Years before COVID. I haven't seen anything. I don't I don't what know I what I was supposed to see, but I haven't seen anything since, obviously. But
2: Rip. I don't know. I forget what the last show I was I went to was.
1: Was it yours? I Can't remember.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was. Yeah, it's been what... so long. Like I have to like remember like pre like March, like when things were like normal. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. What
3: was, was your hard last your, like, show that you guys played? I can barely remember yesterday?
2: Last show we played was Columbus. We played Columbus. It was just a weekender in Cincy, and then Columbus. Um, it wasn't to like tour on anything. We were just playing, having some fun.
1: That's awesome. I feel two like two hometowns. Yeah. I feel like it, the hometown shows, especially with like the success you guys have had recently. Um, and by recently, I mean like the past like five years, uh, a lot of time. Um, like you guys have been really blown up, you know. And um, like I, I feel like those shows are probably fucking madhouses.
2: Uh, you know, every once in a while, there's like some shows that aren't as, you know, I mean, if you overplay, I mean, for us, at least if we overplay our hometowns, we notice that like that second show of like the group, it's not as good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, our our hometown shows get pretty crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> a lot of uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the music video for Stuck in the Suburbs, but those yes. clips from the live shows, those are from Cincinnati and Columbus because those that's when like all my family comes out, all our all our friends and family like roll deep and they're like ready to mosh. It's amazing that was exactly what i was thinking about because i saw that
1: and i revisited it a few weeks ago too and i was like these guys know how to have fun and i think the especially as a performer like the fans recognize that and they feed off that energy and that's just the perfect formula for a great concert and like you could tell everybody there was just really fucking enjoying themselves
2: that's uh i mean for us as a band that's actually what we really It sounds like cheesy, but we kind of strive to keep like the live show and also just the recordings like fun because that's what pop punk it's what it's about at the end of the day. I mean, obviously, nowadays, pop punk is a little bit more on like the, you know, edgy, emotional side. But like when we grew up, it was like bands like Blink running around with their dicks hanging out. You know what I mean? So that's where that's where we're coming from. We want it to be fun. Obviously, we take it seriously, too. But at the end of the day, we just want people to have a good time, especially during a live show like I mean a couple of our shows we've had (laughs) we've had our friend he's like super into he's like a hardcore anime guy his name is Chris and he always wears this leaf ninja headband from Naruto yeah yeah and I've told him like dude like please start a Naruto run circle pit like please just like run in a circle get a circle pit started and do like the hands behind Naruto run And we've had it at a couple of the shows just because of him, and it makes me feel like awesome whenever I see like a bunch of like anime nerds like running around in a circle.
1: That's so sick. (laughs) It's super dope. I feel like every concert should should need that. Um, Oh yeah, dude! Circle pits with
2: Naruto runners all day.
1: (laughs) We are gonna bring the scene back to how it was in the early two thousands with
2: Naruto run circles. I think that's (laughs) like if yeah, if you like put it side by side like that show plus. 2000s pop punk that's definitely as 2000s as you can I mean, get
3: you could put a 2000 any like 2000s pop punk instrumental over the intro to that song it would <laughs> be the already intro that's there
2: pretty much naruto has some sick openers man like i actually it sounds like really dumb but i sometimes would just like listen to like the naruto theme openings because like they got some bangers
3: all the anime shows had some great ones like naruto had a great one yes you had uh dragon ball z had great ones like they were all just like Ripping guitar solos and just absolutely.
2: Punk at the same time. Back then, it was like super badass to have like screaming electric guitar over everything. <laughs> yeah. That was like they actually had guitar over the radio. Now it's Every, like everything just very like pop Slayer
1: song, like in the just <laughs> <Just> like wow, well, <laughs> just a bent
2: note, like <laughs> a dive bomb.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now it's now it's like you you turn on the radio and if you hear a guitar, it's like holy shit, that still
1: exists.
2: I know. I get so hype whenever pop stars use like guitar, or, like even like live drums.
1: Yeah, yeah, live drums; those are rare. <laughs> but, um, Christian, I really wanted to get the re- the reason I wanted to have you on today, and I, I wanted to make sure that we really got to this was, I feel like, um, for me personally, you've opened the door to a a lot of music, and um, you know, it was about maybe I think probably five years ago or so that I discovered you guys, and like have been just an avid listener since. So um just thank you for that first you know, first and foremost. Um, you know, it started with, with like the wilderness and then, you know, better luck tomorrow, all that stuff. Um, but <clears throat> like you guys have such a unique way, I guess, of you know, playing pop punk. Because yes, it is, you know, very much like that easy core side, but um there's also like a positive element to it, I think. And Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, is that is that does that come from somewhere? Is there something that, you know, you feel like you're kind of indebted to share or, you know, do you, I guess, enjoy influencing people in a
2: positive way? Is there something about that? You know, why are the lyrics kind of that way? (laughs) Right. Well, dude, first of all, thanks. That just was like the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. So you're the man. (laughs) So thanks for that one um i actually me personally i don't write the lyrics um our guitarist ricky he writes like 99 percent of our songs um but you know a lot of it is based on like his experience with daily life like if you really take a deep dive into some of the lyrics like a lot of them are very depressing actually like it's coming from a sad negative place but like i kind of talked about before i think with our band we kind of try to take that relatable sadness or boring parts of life or shitty parts of life and we try to put that into you know something that sounds happy that's something that makes you feel happy based on what you're hearing um because that's what i think actually kind of kickstarted us was the wilderness had a lot of really relatable songs yes um there's a lot of songs about you know being stuck at like a day job and just living that boring cycle over and over and then A lot of the songs are about, you know, kind of breaking out of that cycle to go out and take a chance on something like starting a band and touring in a van. You know what I mean? So that's what we were doing at the time. Um, But yeah, I I think based on, you know, me personally, I personally love. I mean, I don't do it to make money or, you know, get people to say, like, good job, man. I do it just because it makes me feel good. You know what I mean? (laughs) it's definitely music is a great outlet for me. And I know it's a great outlet for pretty much every musician, but you know, that negative stuff that you deal with in your life, if you put it into something positive like music or art or, you know, game, even gaming, like Twitch streaming, whatever you love to do, I think getting to put that negativity into something positive is definitely a good, a good outlet. So I think for me personally, that's what I would say is um i just i enjoy music because it makes me feel good and it just makes me feel even better that other people enjoy what we do if that makes sense
3: yeah that i like what you said too because that really it's always been like my view of pop punk and i think that's what pop punk is like all of our songs like i i try to keep them fun like our live shows try to keep them fun but like i read all the lyrics too so like mm-hmm. there a lot of them come from like mo- most of mine come from anger but like most of them, right like, from like dark places but like i turn them around and make them like very fun or i'll turn around and i'll use uh levity is my favorite tool i love like using these things that are like funny self-deprecating but also to like they mean something deeper right exactly lyrics
2: absolutely yeah i mean with ricky i mean he's a if you meet him he's like a very like he doesn't seem like carefree or anything but he's like a very you wouldn't expect him to feel the ways that he feels based on his lyrics you know what i mean you wouldn't get that like man this guy's in a dark place but when you hear his lyrics you're like oh man this dude's been through some shit you know what i mean Right. i mean that's and,
3: you wouldn't know it though because like for me personally
2: too i'm sure ricky could probably attest to this like i
3: don't have to walk around that way because i can get it out right yeah outlet
2: yeah i mean i'm gonna assume that all my bandmates feel the same way when it comes to taking music and it's an outlet, you know what I mean? I mean, everyone feels bad sometimes. Everyone's got issues. Everyone's got dark places that they've been in. But I mean, universally music is a place to either escape or just tell those feelings like, fuck you, dude. You know what I mean? We're gonna perform. We're gonna we're gonna go out there and and feel good and just have fun.
1: I feel like especially you know with some of your songs and I think Zero Hour really sticks out to me. Um is that, you know, you do you you present a problem But you also present a solution to it. And -hmm. it's
2: not just like, we're sad. (laughs) Like, there's like, like, we know, yeah, it's like one of those things where, yeah. yeah. And I think, I mean, that's like going back to what I said about we want to make it fun. You know, it's cool that pop punk is a place for people to like put their negativity to like have that sad boy image. Like, I know that's like a big thing right now. But for us personally, like, we just never really took that route because a lot of bands um nowadays they kind of go with that sad boy thing which i mean i think it's cool like i have like dad hats i you know talk about being sad sometimes but um i think for us we just kind of wanted to be like hey this is what we grew up with like blink 182 some 41 doing like dives off of high dives yeah i don't know if you've seen that move that uh music video the into deep music video yeah Where they're doing like the uh the the diving tricks uh, just goofy stuff like that like we wanted to take that but also kind of mix in some of that like edgy sad you know like the music the lyrics it's serious but our kind of our image is we want to have fun like we like to have fun we want everyone else to have fun too
3: it's funny you said that because like that's my approach like so two random things my two favorite music video ideas ever I should probably for you for saying it, but fuck it. Uh, I want to do one. We're <laughs> it it here, folks. Don't fucking take yeah. a shit. <laughs> I want to do one where like we're playing as like a bar band, and there's just an intense bar fight going on around us for no reason. Like uh, that's one I've always wanted. That'd be to tight. And then the other one, I just wanted to spoof the shit out of Magnum PI. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why don't you do both? Do like a bar fight. And also Magnum P.I. We
1: we have oh. worn Hawaiians on stage before, so <laughs> like it wouldn't that's, be that's like too like, out of that. That L. is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like saying
2: like please, I want to see
1: that. That'd be awesome.
2: But
3: then at the same time, I'm singing songs about how I hate my grandma. Oh man.
1: <laughs> that's
2: usually the response I get to oh, grandma. <laughs> Well, I hope it's not too rocky with that, but <laughs> hey man, that's what we were talking about like nah, she, you put she, that you put that negativity yeah. into something that makes you feel good when you're done. You know what I mean?
3: For sure.
1: Music is a machine turning negative energy into positivity sometimes. Posy, dude. Yeah, get get posy. <laughs> Stay posy, dude. PMA all, all day. Now, <laughs> you know yeah. So, oh, yeah. Christian, how did you get into music and how did you decide that this was, you know, the career that I want to pursue? What
2: really kind of spurred that? For sure, man. Um, I mean, growing up, I had so many potential, like, I want to do this when I grow up. I want to do that when I grow up. Like it was from like, I want to be an FBI agent to I want to be a veterinarian. I want to be like a professional baseball. Like I had all these <laughs> random, things that like you know if maybe if i put full time into being a cop i could try to be an fbi agent but nowadays i wouldn't want to be a cop but anyway um, but one of the things that always kind of resonated with me was like whenever i heard like rock like rock and roll dude like classic rock acdc uh led zeppelin queen bands like that whenever i would hear that i would just like get these like Not like visions but like i would just like picture myself like performing with the band and it it was awesome like i felt so cool like i was like i want to do that someday but like i'll never be able to and then um well joke's on you (laughs) i was gonna say well in it was like sixth or seventh grade um there was this talent show that happened every eighth grade year for like the middle schoolers that was like the big like if you do stuff at talent show like you're gonna be a baller like you're a legend forever and I was like, man, what if I like played like in a band or something? But I was always like, no, that don't ever be me. Like, I can't do it. Like, I don't have the chops. Like, I'm too nervous. Like, every excuse in the book. And then a couple of my friends were like, yeah, like, we're going to play at the talent show. Like, we have an electric guitarist, we have a drummer, and we have a singer, but we don't have a bass player. And I was like, well, I mean, I don't think bass is super important, you know what I mean? Because I didn't know like much or anything about music at all. Like, I... My musical experience was like I just playing. saw Aaron
3: cringe a little bit. Well,
2: me first no, man. <laughs> I, I at first I didn't think that bass was important, but I was like, I will play bass for this eighth grade talent show. I'll be cool. Like I'll get to finally do what I wanted to do. So I bought a red bass guitar. Like my That's... parents were like, I forget what brand. I don't think it was like some off brand thing. It was from musicians' friend, like the paper yeah. catalog. Oh, yeah. Um, I bought one of those. I bought like a really shitty like pocket bass amp. I didn't even know. if I don't even think it was like an actual bass amp. I think it was like an actual just like guitar Marshall pocket amp like that Jack Black had in School of Rock. I bought one of those and then I just started learning like my parents kept saying like you're not going to keep doing this like this is just a phase like you're going to throw it away like after you like try it once and dude I became addicted to playing bass like I was obsessed um i used to play like backwards on the neck with my thumb yeah as opposed to like normal like i learned from scratch like no one taught me how to do it so i learned bass learned some fallout boy songs learned the original song for the eighth grade talent show that the guys wrote and played that and then like the rest is history dude like that was it like i was obsessed with music um and i just kind of went from there played in a bunch of bands and then finally landed settle your scores when i was in college
1: were you always a uh, bassist like up until settle your scores or was it? No,
2: man, I did. um I did bass for the eighth, the eighth grade thing. And then I really thought guitar was cool. So I started playing electric guitar. I played in a few bands just doing electric guitar. And then I was like, I want like, I want to be the singer. Cause like, that was always what I pictured myself doing when I was like a kid. I was like, I can't sing, but I want to, I want to sing. So I, in high school, I joined a Crabcore band. Nice. Uh, I was the screamer because I didn't know how to sing, but I was really, like, okay at screaming. Was this so at, like,
1: I, the height of Crabcore?
2: Yeah, this was, like, yeah. 2010, 2011. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we played some... We played a few shows. We actually won, like, a battle of the bands. Um, And then that band didn't work out, so I started learning how to actually sing. Um wrote a couple of like solo, like really shitty solo songs. And then, um, I auditioned to sing for a lot of bands, but a lot of bands were like, no, man. <laughs> Cause I like, I was trying to audition for like butt rock bands, like oh. breaking Benjamin sounding stuff. And
1: then, Did, um, do you know how any of those bands are doing right now? Did any of them like make
2: it? Uh, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm sure a few of them are still kicking, but Um, I don't I mean, I didn't keep the contact info of the people that rejected (laughs) me. So I was like, fuck you. Um and then I saw Settle Your Scores. It wasn't like S Y S like songs. It was just like some guy named Ricky posted it was the worst intentions demo with no vocals on it. Oh, wow. And I was like, Whoa, like this stuff is like kind of reminds me of like some forty one, like blink, like stuff that I used to listen to back in the day. And I went and auditioned um and then i guess i got it and then we we kept going from there now what year was that that was 2014 2014 wow. yeah so we, they had they were in a band him and Caleb the dr- our drummer they were in a band called radio rescue um and they were actually like pretty for for the time they were pretty successful i think um, i know the name you might recognize loose lips from radio rescue because that that song is a it's a remake of the radio rescue song that ricky wrote so we just kind of did the a re-recording of it but yeah so the that's how i kind of got into sys was i just i saw it on craigslist i was literally looking for bands on (laughs) craigslist i was like i want to audition it was back when like the personal section and like everything Mm -hmm. was like normal and there weren't like weird people like Getting it banned,
3: you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it's like we, we talked to this drummer because we're looking for a drummer right now. We were talking to him and we met him Craigslist dad
2: Drum the dude. Drummers are the hardest thing on the mm-hmm. planet to find when you're doing any sort of band. Uh, luckily, our band had one built into the the group, so like we haven't had to ever worry about having a drummer. But for, before then, I man, asked, the struggle. Was
3: like, Please don't kill me. That's the
2: first guy <laughs> I asked. I was like, Are you gonna kill me? <laughs> when I parked. To go into Ricky's house, the first practice, or I guess audition, whatever, I parked, like, almost a mile down the road because I was worried, like, if I need to, like, get out of here, I'm going to, like, sprint towards my car. I don't want my car to be, like, right here, and they can, like, kill me. So, like, I I feel that, like, are you going to kill me vibe, but they're, like, the nicest dudes ever. I feel like drummers are either in, like, eight
1: bands at once, and they're, like, sorry, I can't, or they're, like, no, I work, and I can't. <laughs> Also, or both. or a combination of both. Yeah, or, or I just or I
3: don't have also, a drum set anymore.
2: <laughs> there's also the other one too. That's like,
3: yeah, I'll drive eight
2: hours. Oh, true. Yeah, I mean, I think like most of my friends that are drummers, they are not just in one band. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just like one of those like memes yeah. that is actually true fact in life. <laughs> it's Meanwhile, like I'm it's... like,
3: hey man, I'll come lay some vocals down for you. Like, nah, we're good. Yeah.
2: I've also noticed drummers in every single band are always the dudes that work like. 200% harder than everyone i don't know if you guys They're have animals, encountered that man. dude they like do the tour booking they do like merch they do they like, drive <laughs> they they play in like four bands like on half of the tours that we've been on like either caleb or another drummer has subbed in for another band or vice versa you know what i mean there's never like a solid where i've always wondered
1: it, like how I've that would me oddly enough like I've always, for, i
2: I've noticed, man. Like, whenever a drummer needs to fill in, like, they are so quick at learning whatever they need to play. At least on the tours that we've been on, it's been crazy.
3: We've never been that lucky with drummers on my end. We, were, my, my, so my old guitar is and I used to be in a band called One for the Braves. Essentially, still the same. I did everything then. I do. I do a lot. Like Aaron <laughs> helps a lot now, but like all the driving, all the booking, all the merch, all the release planning, like everything, just, just did it. That's, then I also filled in for other bands too.
2: That's a lot. I mean, for us, we kind of divvy everything up. Like, Caleb, the drummer, he does booking if we're going to do something DIY. I do, like, the social media and, like, the merch. Ricky does, I mean, all the songwriting. He does, like, a lot of Photoshop stuff, too. And then Jeff, he does our demos. Like, when we're recording demos or we're submitting something in. Like, we need to add something to, like, a recording. He does that. And then Pat, our other guitarist, he does, like, 100% of the driving. Like, that's his thing. (laughs)
3: Do we have a good mix like that now. Like Aaron and I kind of like divvy up. Like I call it the business sound, which would be like the social media. Yeah, dude, it's
2: a stuff. lot when you when you break and it down. Eddie and
3: Eddie, mm-hmm. Eddie and uh, Avery do all like the writing and demoing, pretty much.
2: Cool, that's awesome. Yeah, and they both like are team wizards.
1: synergy. Yeah, exactly. They're both wizards They're too really at bad, like man. knowing how to you know record and like at least master a demo to get it to the point where like we have something to listen to on a daily basis or like bring to practice but yeah it's like it's a good segment i think because like i i just started like recording you know demos and stuff this year and it's a it's a very tough slope so um yeah it's always good it's good to like also now i feel like these days everybody in the band has to have some sort of talent especially now that with the available availability of technology like somebody in the band has to know how to work you know garage
2: band or logic like oh for sure i yeah. feel like especially if you're trying to do anything diy just to cut costs learning how to do things yourself is essential like with photoshop or artwork or rec- like recording demos like you can't go and spend three grand on like demos you know what i mean well, you got to be yeah. able to record them yourself it's just one of those <laughs> things yeah, we. I feel like uh, that's something we've been getting good at, like, recently. Hell yeah.
1: Finding out within your band, okay, like, obviously... Who's got every, talent? <laughs> yeah, everybody plays music. Like, we already yep. established that. <laughs> now, that's what else do awesome. you got?
2: <laughs> For sure. and it, you. I think, like, the more you go to, like, some people even dabble in other things. Like, me personally, I'm not good at visual artwork, but when it comes to thinking of, like something i can normally like scribble something up that i think the band would be able to recreate like stuff like that yeah. you know what i mean as long as you got those those types of things going on but yeah that's, yeah for sure
1: that's definitely i'm i'm with you on that i've you know i've tried the adobe photoshop i've tried the adobe illustrator i just re-downloaded it but like that is tough if you don't know what you're doing you could spend hours just trying to make a circle on it but oh yeah got a for concept, sure you gotta fire a concept all you need is yeah. the bones.
2: <laughs> there you go. That's so true. Luckily, I mean, Ricky, he he's, like, really good on Photoshop, actually. So we get some pretty good designs from him if we, like, really need to, like, save money. But if every once in a while, you know, we'll ask someone, like, hey, can you draw some art up for us? And we'll pay him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's big, too, is, like,
2: going to professionals. You save time. You have to pay. For sure. But every once in a while, you spend money and things don't happen. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened to you guys before yeah yeah actually uh early in our career and it was funny because
1: it happened right before we went into the studio my first encounter with the studio with these guys and uh adam's like yeah the stew the old stew um, the Beat lab yes i love that the beat laboratory uh the dojo um <laughs> and adam's like guys got a you know somebody reached out to me on facebook we got a, we got a great deal like if we subscribe to this service, oh, these douchers. We'll get it. Yeah. F- <laughs> fuck you, threader. Um, we uh yeah, like we'll get a deal on like t shirts moving forward on bulk orders if you put down a deposit. That should have been the red flag right there. Luckily, you know, we're all maybe out fifty bucks and it wasn't anything more than that. That's not too bad, but that's still fifty. That oh, I'm but sorry it's like, boys. It
2: happens though.
1: Think of the opportunity cost. It's like it right. could have been to literally anything else. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so the best way to explain
3: it, I think they actually were trying to go legit. Just never happened because they like, were like keeping up and then they were like sending like ideas, designs, shit like that. And then just nothing ever came to fruition out of it. And they just pieced.
2: It happens, man. Unfortunately. Right when you need it the most, too. The frustrating (laughs) part
3: about it for me, though, is like, I did it all. I'm like. I know this is going to be a scam. I know it's not going to work out. I know it's a bad idea. But no, We cut. have that. We, we about all, it.
2: I mean, That's we've right. all, like, from the get-go, it doesn't happen, like, super often anymore. But, like, yeah, our first are, couple of years, What are of some years, of your man, worst experiences with that? Like, have you ever oh, been, like, dude. really fucked over? We, dude, we've been fucked over in, like, every capacity that you could ever think, like, super bad. So, like, I mean, artwork for sure like one mm-hmm. of our albums uh i think it was better luck tomorrow or no it might have been the what it was one of the album arts uh we paid a deposit the dude just never made it like and then like years later he like messaged us back and was like hey like i'll do like a free design for you guys and we we're like okay um yeah, still not free there's been we're waiting <laughs> well yeah this is just what we paid for it's not a oh free my design God. <laughs> yeah so i mean you know you can't hey, win them all but it worked out it worked yeah, out. <laughs> that worked really sick. Yeah. Um, I mean, even with like, probably the one of the worst ones was, um, before Jeff was playing bass on in the band, we had a first bass player. I'm not gonna say his name, but he was in the band, and we were about to go record our EP, the three song with like the the target art. Um, and we all like shelled out this money and then like right before we were about to go he he backed out he was like i quit the band like i can't do it and so he peaced out and we all had to pay like extra money to like fill his share so that was a pretty big shitty fuck up that we got let me spin you
3: a great yarn (laughs)
2: let me spin you
3: an even better one than that a better yarn
2: (laughs) i'm sorry if this is even worse
3: I'm not going to say names because I actually very much liked the guy. He was a good guy. I did, dude, I did uh, too.
2: Like, I thought he was a cool dude. He we, just got cold feet, uh, I guess. I don't something know. Something kind of, you know, breaks the in their brain. We don't the know. Studio. We Sometimes did. you just got to jump off the ledge, dude. That's what you got to yeah. do.
3: So we, we, we hit this studio. We all went. It was, like, early on. Like, just to give you a little, like, background, like, you'll never find these songs. It was an EP we wrote in our old band, One for the Braves. It was called Conquer It All, Regret Nothing. It was like super into four years strong at the time. So I was like, I'm Ooh, Riffy. Yeah. So we go in full band. Uh our one guitar sucks. Our bass sucks. <laughs> and our drummer sucks.
2: Like so they, they sucked in the recording studio, or just overall they were bad. Like Ooh, that's looking big, back. It, it, it was
3: kinda like overall, but like we didn't pick it up until we were in the studio. Right. Well, a lot of people get, get nervous get when they record. Oh no, dude, it gets better. <laughs> so they hear it, they finish anyway. And then they all quit and stiff us.
2: Oh, they didn't pay their costs after they, recording? They
3: all, all quit and oh, us.
2: Oh, so you fronted the whole thing?
3: So, like, we're sitting there after everything's done, and me and Avery, you know, the guitarist, were just like, well, we're in this deep. So we, we oh finished God. it. We finished it, got it done, had, like, a few friends come in. And then, on top of that, when we got everything back, couldn't even use the recordings. They were so terrible
2: oh man I'm really sorry about that man that sounds way worse (laughs) because we got our stuff done it was hard but we got it oh man that's rough but I mean a lot of the times too I mean I think this still happens in the DIY scene it hasn't happened to us in a minute I mean with touring being gone but like every once in a while we'll play a show and the promoter will just dip and not pay It happens on every DIY tour, Mm -hmm. not so much recently, like when our recent tours, but like when we were first getting started, dude, we got fucked so many times on tour. Like we'd either get like half the guarantee or the guarantee would not be there. They'd just be like, well, you know, we did agree on a guarantee, but you guys didn't bring people out. And it's like, well, we're a touring band. Like you guaranteed us the money so that your locals could come bet you didn't book you know what i mean if yeah, you don't book the locals we're in fucking I do right like, now I never, like, like, yeah oh, dude we're like we're people. in freaking <laughs> yeah it's uh it happens yeah. but i used to do booking and i
3: always 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 like even if i didn't have i tried you know help the touring bands what would piss me off more than anything though is when you get those locals like yeah we sold tickets yeah we got people and, and then we're they don't this. yeah i didn't do shit
2: Sometimes it just doesn't pan out, and I get that, like, money has to be there to pay bands. I'm not saying, yeah. like, fuck promoters who don't pay bands because they can't, but it sucks when you get shafted, when you're, like, looking no. for a place to sleep or you just want, like, food, but you literally are like, well, not tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Also, it's frustrating. Especially when you have,
3: like, some promoters oh. that come up and, like, listen, like, I'm sorry the turnout wasn't that great. I'm going to buy a t-shirt and also give you 12
2: bucks like yeah that's it fair. sucks but it's like hey at least i know you cared and tried. oh yeah there's definitely like i'm not yeah like i said i'm not saying like promoters that do not pay bands their full guarantee all the time like they suck i'm saying just like there's been you know where those nights where you're just like man it really would have been nice to have gotten mm-hmm. full guarantee <laughs> you know I mean? sure. looks like it's long john
1: silvers tonight boys <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> diarrhea <laughs> yeah um is it really fish no i haven't been to long john silvers in i would say like on like 15 to 16 years dude i don't even know how long it's been
3: i don't think i've ever been to one and i think i'm gonna keep it that way
2: okay so growing up i had it all the time like with my parents because my parents were obsessed with it and then i realized like man this is freaking awful like (laughs) what is this (laughs) makes me feel terrible every time (laughs) well like people always say like that joke like how is how is like x y or z how's this restaurant chain open like people always say that about like arby's but i go to mm. arby's man i freaking love arby's but i yeah. say the same thing about long john they silvers i'm always wondering like who is keeping long john silvers open who is not me there's been one i would say local sort of not not really
1: local but um it's like our kind of near our closest uh you know civilization i would say because uh, you know adam and i very much live in rural towns and um it, it's it been open for like decades like since we've been <laughs> here i'm like i've never been in there i don't know anybody who's been in there i have never seen anybody in there yeah this car's in the is parking this? lot but it's probably the employees what place mm. long john silver's oh yeah but oh, yeah. you drug know front yeah they're,
2: they're drug fronts for the cartel dude Shout you heard it here them. first you keep, shout out to the drug cartels.
1: You keep working hard, man.
2: <laughs> keep those chicken planks coming, dude. Yeah,
1: I know what I know what's in that truck when it pulls up. Don't you're not fooling me. <laughs> Who it's knows? cocaine.
2: fish. Those hush puppies are. I mean, I will say they're <laughs> hush puppies from what I remember. Fire. They might really? be some some secret ingredients in there. Yeah, dude. Hush pup. I mean, I like hush puppies in general from anywhere. Maybe that's I'll give what you, keeping I'll give a, what's keeping them a secret. It's crack crack yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah crack puppies
1: <laughs> i want kfc to come come forward and tell me that they do not put drugs in their
2: food <laughs> uh that reminds me of that episode of south park where cartman's like just eating the skin <laughs> Fucking it's like the whole episode is, is it's the like a, a ripoff of is that the one is that what that's from i was like that sounds like that one south park episode i think do you so watched the uh
3: the the uh, pandemic special?
2: I haven't seen it yet, but from what I saw in the commercials, it looks exactly how I would picture it, if that makes sense. It's it's exactly as wild as you want South Park to go. Good. It's it's pretty good. I'll have to watch that. The more off the rails, I think the better. I know. For real. Especially, I mean, at this point, nothing would surprise me in the pandemic 2020 timeline. No,
1: No, not at all.
2: Could be... I don't even know. I couldn't even think of an example because this year has been too
1: Fucking weird for me.
2: Koala bears are
3: going to rise up, kill us all, and be the dominant species on the world. That's what's going to happen by the end of the year.
2: That'd be like some MMO shit. Like, I could picture koalas being like one of the races in like an MMO RPG where they're just (laughs) like, we are the superior overlords, but they're just like a koala. Yeah. (laughs) You're (laughs) like, all right. And and then they they kill you. you. (laughs) That's like every MMO. There's always like one like cute race that's like super dope for like playing like. PVP or something. I don't know.
1: Oh, the chinchillas are coming. <laughs>
2: yeah. And they have
1: AR 15s. So like they're loaded. <laughs> it's like I'm afraid, but also I want to pet
2: it. Yeah, I did this one podcast it. called, um, it was called I'm Not Okay. There yeah. Two, I've seen that. Stormy and Elena. So they asked me a question that, like, when you guys said chinchillas, like the rising of the chinchilla, I thought of this question where they said, If you could go out and like fight an animal one on one, like what do you think is the strongest thing that you could fight one on one and win? And I thought like really, really hard. (laughs) And like I was like, I don't know for what reason I said this, but I said, I think a baby deer, like I could (laughs) rough up a baby deer. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, wow, I feel really bad. But like if we're talking objectively, a real deer, if it tried to kill me, could probably kill me. Like a big, like buck antler deer. Yeah. I wouldn't want to, to fight imagine. any animals. Don't get me wrong. I love animals. They Adam, all what would be yours? Yeah. What What would you? I was going to ask you guys. Yeah. Round. What do table. you think? Like, if you had to fight an animal in the wilderness, what could you like the toughest thing that you could beat up?
3: Well, like, I mean, I could punt a chicken. So that's pretty. Easy. Just, I'll, I'll that <laughs> yeah, but like, what's list. like? More all right. Than
1: that. Let me frame it this way. What's like the boss animal? the one I'm that's going to give it's going to give you, you're not going yeah, like to like you're going to win by landslide it. yeah it's you're going to get dirty it's going to be tough you know fight may take days who knows but like you come out on top eventually
2: it took me a while too but i was like i really think like a small deer you know what i mean i feel like every animal
3: i'm going to say is going to be like i'm going to say and be like nah nah never mind cuz that's going to fuck me up <laughs> like I keep, for whatever reason, an owl popping into my head, and I know
2: for a That's fact actually, it's fuck me up. It, I don't know, man. If you get like a well-timed Airstrike. Yeah, if you get like a well-timed chop on the beak, like I feel like that thing is going down, but <laughs> that thing could probably do some damage. Yeah. I'm
3: just like imagining with claws just like, you know, going right into my fucking jugular. Yeah, they got talons
0: <laughs> game over. I don't
1: you know, know if I could do an owl, because they, they have the uh, you know, the upper on me. Like, they, they could fly around right. and scratch his high ground. Me. Death by I a actually, thousand I cuts. I actually have a funny
3: animal fighting, air quotes, fighting-related story to tell you. Dude.
1: So, answer the question, though. He
2: did. I said I think an, owl. An, owl.
1: an owl. An owl? You think man. you could kick an owl's ass? With those talons. Have you seen an owl?
2: <laughs> I just gotta wear a neck guard. Owls are pretty... I mean, who knows? Maybe a baby deer could, like, pull a fast one and, like, run yeah. me up, too. All right, what,
1: what are the rules? Like, are you... Are you allowed <laughs> to have in like clothes or like
2: are you know are you like you get weapons ma- i don't know mono
1: e mono like naked versus naked like the animals I just, probably not wearing yeah. a coat so i
2: imagined it was like me and the animal like yeah maybe like five to ten feet between us and you're in just, your
1: street like... clothes
2: because yeah. like, like
1: that'll protect so like, you too this, this, this is like be
2: afraid, but you're fighting an animal yeah For, wait what was that i'm sorry
3: so it's like naked and afraid, but instead of being naked and afraid, you're naked and
2: fighting an animal. You're truly Absolutely. afraid. <laughs> There's the new so like T- you, what is it, TLC or Discovery Channel? There's the new show. Just pit people against something they think they can fight and see <laughs> who wins.
1: <laughs> it's like that show where uh, I think it was like people versus like grizzly bears in like strength contests. I don't know if you saw that, but the the spin is okay. Yeah, you beat them in tug of war, but now you actually have to fight them. Like so, prove oh, how tough you are.
2: I mean, if yeah, I, if I think I'd pass on that show.
3: If I'm guaranteed some rolling rock when I'm done, I'll win just about any animal you have me fight. Dude, I do it all. Yeah. I do it all for the rock.
1: All right. So yours rolling is Rolling rock, rock all day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I actually, um, fun fact, and I hope I'm going to speak it into existence right now. But, um, so I emailed them yesterday and I said, Hey, like let's partner up. Let's do like something fun. And, um, You know, I said, we're not necessarily looking for like a monetary sponsor or anything like that. Like, I'm not that big headed. I'm just like, we love your brand. We want to be like, you know, you know how some brands have like college campus, like uh, a lot of brands
2: got sponsored by Fireball when Fireball was popping off.
1: Yeah. I just want to be like, yo, send me like a hat or something and just let us say like we're a Rolling Rock affiliated podcast. I don't even know. Rolling Rockers. Yes. I want there to be a Rolling Rock commercial with one of our songs
2: in it at least. That would be be tight. So like, I'd like to be in any commercial, honestly. <laughs> like, I don't even care. I know, yeah. <laughs> like, just, like, I just like to see me in the background of a commercial. Like, that'd be sick. Like, that endorse far
1: <laughs> Rolling Rock. It's a beer. <laughs> it's a beer. We're a band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it ain't the Latrobe, I don't go. Look, w- <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be straight up with you. We play music, and this is a beer.
2: <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Make your own assumptions. Yeah,
1: yeah. You'll
2: find out. Yeah we're a band question mark possible we're a beer yeah yeah <laughs> so oh that's what we were do- supposed awesome. to be
1: doing the whole time is uh, make it flavorful yes <laughs> flavor but um let's see i i think you know we i think that was all really i you know was wondering for this episode and um but i wanted to make sure we had enough time to uh, get to our final segment which is really I think where we learn the most about you and okay, cool. uh, I want to put a little spin on it. Cause we usually, what we'll do is we're going to have you shout out some, um, you know, unless you hate the scene at home. <laughs> I'm kidding. I hate um, them all. Yeah. But just shout out some bands, you know, some local Cincy bands that you've been really into, but also I was wondering, you know, obviously there's, you've walked us through the bands that have really gotten you into music, like your classic rockers that kind of like is what spurred what, you know, you getting involved with this but also i'm wondering now um you know what kind of are there any bands that are currently influencing you to really you know keep going you know or yeah keep going and also just try to improve your craft as
2: well is there anybody really pushing the envelope for you for sure man um to start with the local stuff some bands that come to mind um you versus yesterday i don't know if you guys have heard of them Awesome man um, dude Their vocalist, I say this like every time people ask me about like Ohio bands or like local bands. Like Kramer's voice is like, it's amazing. It's as like Patrick Stump as it's going to be. You know what I mean? It's so dope. He's got such a great voice. Um, you versus yesterday, um, Starless, they're a little bit newer. They're kind of like a progressive, like melodic space themed metal band. Um, Dude, we played with them at our last Cincy show and they were freaking fire. I'm also like pretty good buddies with the band members. Um I used to play Overwatch a lot with their drummer. Like I was like balls deep in Overwatch <laughs> with him. Like we would play competitive like every other night like for a few a few months. It was awesome. Um and then another band um that I listen to pretty much on the regular is Big Smile. I don't know if you guys have heard of them either. Um they I th- think they released a single like pretty recently i can't remember what it's called though but big smile is really good too they're like really good guys as well um i want to name like every cincy band you know what yeah. i mean like mascots is really good too they're another we, pop we punk interviewed band. Them. We had them yeah, on the yeah, yeah. Know, actually, mascots then. is amazing i have a couple of mascot shirts i uh i was at warp tour and i just saw them like they set up shop and i was like dude can i buy a shirt i was like yeah. i played with you guys you guys are awesome um Oh, man, there's like a couple more. Uh why am I blanking on the name? They have a singer. Hold on one second. I want to see if I can pull it up yeah. real quick. If not, I'll uh, I'll move on. But can you like <laughs> cut can you cut segments? I think so. Adam, right? <laughs> I can
1: just
3: I can just start talking, telling dad jokes, you know. No, you don't uh, have to do that. You sure? No, you
1: don't. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's cool.
2: I'm blanking on the name, but I'll send it to you guys if yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was a band we played with at... Uh, Northside Yacht Club, and they were really, really good. It was a a local pop punk band, and they're pretty new. I'm just uh, I'm blanking on the name right now. Um, but yeah, uh, great Northside scene. Yacht
3: Club sounds like the fanciest venue I've ever. It heard. is Most not. Of <laughs> it is not. I love it. That was that was the next episode. Like,
2: it sounds super <laughs> fancy, and I bet it's not. It's a really cool venue, but it's I wouldn't say it's like fancy though. Yeah, but like bands that are influencing me right like right now, and like the overarching scene, mm-hmm. um. I mean, I said it a little bit earlier that Bring Me the Horizon is dropping a new album. That's like one of my favorite bands of all time. Is Bring Me like ever since their deathcore days? I've loved them ever since. Um, so I'm really hype on them right now. I can't wait to hear their new songs. Um, and I've been listening to a lot of like pop recently. Um, yeah. like Post Malone and Joji. That's been yeah. on like my <laughs> rotation like since Post Malone released. Hollywood's bleeding. Like, I don't know why. I've just been like obsessed with that style lately. Um, but like some other bigger bands that like I've always loved and are always like I always want to see. Like Under Oath, that's another one of my favorites. Um not many people liked their newest album, but I was a huge fan because it was kind of butt rock. <laughs> um who else? I'm trying to think of like some other bands. Bad Omens. Bad Omens is pretty tight. I don't know if you guys fuck with Bad Omens. Um, they're like kind of newer metalcore they kind of sound a little bit like bring me on their earlier like metalcore albums. Um there's just a lot of good music out there man. It's there kind is. of hard to name, you know, like everything. It's just there's so much right now, but that's what I got off the top of my head.
1: No, that was great. Thank you so much. And actually I forgot this and this is something I think we're going to try to tie in with Rolling Rock if they hit us up again. Um please. Yes, please. Rolling Rock, please. <laughs> help our boys i've been emailing them (laughs) answer your fucking phone rolling rock yeah well they got back but uh, you know the next step i would say but um what is your beer of the week i don't know if you drink so i don't you know that's i know sometimes we've had straight edge artists on so i
2: really drink i am not straight edge okay um i definitely drink a lot less than i used to um the the girl I married is actually straight edge. So that's kind of why I, I don't drink as much as I used to. Cause it's just, you know, I make dumb decisions when I'm drunk. Um, don't we all. but if I had to pick, Oh man, a beer of choice. I mean, it sounds pretty like lame, but I, I'm a white claw dude. Like I love white claw. Hell <laughs> like, yeah, bro. I love seltzers. All right. Now um, favorite flavor. What about that? Favorite flavor. I mean, there's, Two variety packs, and I like one flavor from each one like more than the others. I like the watermelon flavor a lot, mm-hmm. and then I also like um, black cherry. Black cherry is like really, really good. Those are solid so, choices. But if I had to pick a beer, I would probably pick. I mean, you can't go wrong with PBR, dude. PBR uh, is that American <laughs> classic. Yes, Everyone and who
3: comes on, they're also like PBR. The- PBR. I'm like, that's not rock, man. It's that's like not rock.
1: the if- <laughs> PBR is the official, uh, beer of drink tickets.
2: And yeah, I was gonna say it's like a band guy beer for sure. Oh, band it is. guy, it's Band girl. For sure. You need to put a PBR in front of me, I'm gonna drink it. PBR should definitely endorse rock. more bands. They would, they would sell so much beer. It's insane.
1: Yeah, they've got cool merch out. I have to say that they They're do really, really like creating a subculture, which I like. I do have a PBR shirt around my house somewhere. That is tight as hell. <laughs> That'd be my favorite shirt. But enough PBR talk. If you're not drinking Rolling Rock, then you're I don't know doing it wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah, every other alcoholic brand get out. Yeah, what
1: are you? <laughs> why are get you, dude? <laughs> why don't you have a Rolling Rock in your hand right now, huh? <laughs>
3: I mean, let let me ask you this does 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 PBR does it come from the Mountain Springs to you?
1: I think that's Rolling thing, Rock. I do does. really like. I am not even trying Poland to like be right funny, now?
2: but Rolling Rock does have like that low key citrus taste. I don't know if you guys get that in there. I yes. love that about Rolling Rock. Like, I am not saying that to hype it up. I like legitimately do like Rolling Rock. <laughs> I I feel no,
3: I am not making fun of it either. Like all I, day, so, <laughs> I, I do enjoy Rolling Rock. My, yeah. Like As far as cheap beer goes, it is my favorite
1: cheap beer. It's so good. I hate to I, like, admit it but um one show it, it was kind of like status quo cuz we were performing in a basement venue and uh I was like you know what monster would taste really good with rolling rock and it was like the white monster so but to your point about the citrus in my oh, def- it in my defense yeah, it, it, one. actually yeah in rolling rocks you know kind of like water anyway so like that's true it wasn't I wouldn't recommend it, but it wasn't bad. Not bad. Yeah. It's also a great beer all. if you want to get drunk skiing. <laughs> Roll down <laughs> the mountain. From, that, that's for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The rock's not going to well, be the
2: only thing rolling. I think probably the worst. Well, there's been a few shows where not just me, but like our whole band got like way too drunk before and we should not have played. But probably the worst experience I've had with that was I pretty much like bonged a four loco before a set and it was it was a rough one dude like i was like rocking with a freaking parking cone on my head like it was it was fun that's incredible
3: those are the most four loco yeah (laughs) i've played enough shows where i'm just up there with my pants around my ankles and my underwear so that's the
2: way to go (laughs) it ain't a show till the pants come down
3: (laughs) i think the worst though is we were playing a venue in albany and uh there's like a gate outside and I climbed the gate and it flew open and I dropped. It was immediately in a headlock. Like as the band inside setting up, I almost got us kicked out. Oh no.
2: Oh no, no, no. no.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
3: That's
2: amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, Christian, I thank you so much for coming on, man. I think, uh, dude, this has been awesome. I've been, it's been great to connect with you. Cause like, obviously you know without being able to tour or anything we would have never made our way out to Cincinnati um right you know it, this year and like I'm so glad I found you on that Facebook group and you know you've been very active on it too which is great but um yeah it, and it was like easy too because I know very often we'll have for these interviews we'll have to go through bands publicists and like they are they could give less of a shit right now because like <laughs> nothing's going on right. so like they're like, well, if the band doesn't have anything going on, like, you know, why would I do that? But Or they just leave us on red. Yeah, that too. That hurts. Sorry
2: <laughs> to hear that, man. But I, me personally, like, I am always down to do things like this. Like, if you guys want to do this again, like, hit me up. You know what I mean? Yes. Re- I'm available. Yes. Yes, I was going to would... say, dude, I, I've had a really good time talking with you guys. You guys are really cool. I mean, you guys seemed cool when we talked before, but now that we've gotten to just, like, chill out and talk, it's been really fun. So anytime you guys want me on here, I'm down. Oh, and yeah. and I I'm sorry $9 question. What go is ahead. your dice company? Uh dice company we're called Durandal Dice. Durandal? Durandal, D U R A N D A L. I had to like think about that for a second. Let oh,
3: me spell it again.
2: Yeah, it's um it's based off of the Holy Sword Durandal wielded by the Knight Roland in the Crusades in case you guys are wondering. Um So it's D U R A N D A L. Durandal. I'm gonna tell my girlfriend about you guys. Dude, we I- have a couple of sets left from our last round. Um, but we're going to actually release some more um that are a little bit more cost-effective, um or not cost-effective, but like they're easier to purchase. It's just like one die as opposed to like seven cuz our our 7-piece mm-hmm. sets are a little bit pricier cuz they're handmade. Um but we have like single dice coming out, so if you guys want some like cheaper stuff, we got that coming too. I'm pretty stoked on it.
3: I'm gonna send you the random D and D character I made, and you can judge the shit out of it,
2: dude. I would love to. If you guys ever want to play D and D or like talk about D and D, that's another thing that I'm always down to do. Yo, like,
1: it, uh, do you ever? I don't know if you know um the uh, Barstool Sports podcast. Pardon my take, but um, they've had a few episodes where they had like a a master uh what's a game master master? dungeon? Yeah. He was like an expert dungeon master. And so he walked them through, I think on like three or four episodes of like a a journey. And it was one of the funniest things and most entertaining things I've ever listened to. So definitely listen to that. It's called pardon my take. Uh, Um, So take a look. Yeah. Oh my God. It was, it was fantastic. The dude has just such great energy. Like they just like found him somewhere on the internet and he's like literally an expert. (laughs) in like guiding these games
2: so um dude yeah that's a, like a easy. legitimate like job that people have now is they are professional dungeon masters like they go out and yeah. run sessions for people and it's been like, popping it's off cool.
1: too because it's like everybody's at home now so he can just do it like, yeah people are just
2: getting into stuff that they've always wanted to try it's pretty awesome
1: that's sick man but yeah man i'll hit John. you on
3: facebook and i'll send over yes. i'll send over ray dingo
2: ray dingo <laughs> i'm already about it dude <laughs> yeah dm me, dm me ray dango <laughs> do ray Dingo. my wife's gonna be like who's ray dango <laughs> it's nobody don't worry about it watch the pod maybe you'd know yeah uh-huh. well, well man ha. thank you so you much love.
1: for joining i appreciate your time um definitely get to connect on you know, i think we're already connected on facebook but on other social medias as well and then um we'll have this episode out by the 23rd
2: Dude, perfect. Thank you guys so much. I really Absolutely. appreciate it. I had a great time. Thank you, man. Hey, man. It's been Super great glad talking. To have you on. All right, enjoy your nights, boys.